so glad to have everyone in the house of the Lord this morning that we made it through this week. Come on. We made it one more time. We made it in the house of the Lord. It, it didn't have to be that way, you guys. Anything could have happened, but we're just thankful that we're here this morning. His grace is upon us. His joy is upon us. Just so glad to be here. I want to remind you, all of our ladies, this is our week. This is our our time of refreshing and i'm so excited about it it's our time of empowerment and i'm just i'm looking forward for god to do that to empower us and so i'm praying that as we begin this week we begin to pray and we ask god to meet us okay and you know god wants to meet us so what we want is to have our hearts ready for what he wants to meet us with okay and so i'm praying for every single lady that's going i'm also praying for the ladies that aren't able to go because i always believe that as a body um those that are unable you're going to receive too when we receive you're going to receive all right we're going to bring it back all right and we're going to make sure that you receive it too but i just thanking god for every lady that's going and we ask our brothers this morning i'm gonna have pastor david to um, pray for us this morning can you do that pray for us after i call up um, peter's going to tell us something and then i'm going to um call up miss donita she's going to be bringing i'm so excited about we're we're going to doing practicing wholeness you guys and there's a lot of times this is one thing that even when i was younger in the lord i would always hear the word of god and i would hear the word of god and i love the word of god still love the word of god but sometimes after i heard it I didn't know what to do with it besides speak it, okay? So we're going to learn what to do with it besides speak it, okay? There's, it's practicing it and having it, uh, practicing the word in our life. And I remember I would be like, how do I apply that? How do I, how do, I do that? You know, how, how do I love my neighbor? How do I you know, love your neighbor? How do I love my neighbor? Well, God, he shows us how to practice that. And so that's what we're going to be doing in the empowerment, learning how to practice out God's word so that we can walk it out daily. And so I'm so glad for um, Donita because she's really... God has blessed her in, in the area of that, uh, of being able to bring this, impart this to us. And so I'm really excited about it. And so, ladies, let's just get ready because we're going to come back and we're going to be practicing. See, when the church starts practicing, <laughs> wow, can you imagine? Not just speaking, okay, but when we start practicing what we're speaking about, wow, there's going to be some major breakthrough. And so we just thank God for that. So, but I do, Peter has something to say this morning. I, know, I believe it's from the Lord. And so I just want It's so good to be in the house of God. Just turn to someone and just say that. It is so good to be in the house of God. And it's going to get better. Not only today, but later, but... Um, this morning as we were in worship, and one of my favorite worship verses is in First Chronicles 16, where it tells us to worship the God, worship God in the beauty of holiness. Wow. Holiness. We're not there yet. But because of Jesus, we can come into his presence. And as we were worshiping, I was looking at the sign, Be the Change. And words are very powerful because that's how God spoke the world into existence, spoke us into existence. 
And as I was worshiping, the Lord said, Peter, there's another word that needs to go with that. And it, and God said, instead of be the change, let the change be. Just that little difference of phraseology is like, wow, let the change be. And now, I try to walk my Christian life in a way that I'm not trying to focus, I will be good, but if I'm looking at Jesus, I will be good. I will be good. And that's a process where it's not a mental cognition, it just happens because it comes from the heart. And not to delay, but I was really interested in the comparisons between King David and Jesus. Because in 1 Samuel 25, David is with his, his, his men, and they're next to Nabal's sheep, and they're keeping all the men and the sheep safe. And then David wants to ask Nabal if he can have some of his sheep for provision and this and that. And Nabal goes, who is David who has broken away from his master? And I thought, my goodness, they said the same thing about Jesus. Who is Jesus? Don't we know his mother Mary? And later on, there's his father Joseph. But they didn't know that he was Jesus. And the prophets told that he would be born in Bethlehem. And they didn't bother to go back and figure that out. And as Jesus and David are so parallel, it's amazing because in 1 Samuel 25, Nabal, Abigail's wife, is, is a really a bad guy. And, and basically, he's saying these words, who is Jesus? I'm not going to share anything with him. And basically, the word gets back to David, and David is going to ground up his men, and he's going to go kill Naboth. But then Abigail intercedes and goes to him and makes peace. And Nabal gets drunk. He's just, a, like I said, not a good dude. And 10 days later, God kills him. And then David marries Abigail, which was good because well, not for Naboth anyway, but uh, David did it the right way. He married Abigail because she was no longer married to her husband, Naboth. And let the change be. David was doing pretty good up until a while. And then in Second Samuel 11, he goes and has the adulterous affair with Bathsheba. And there's that doing it right in 1 Samuel 11, but doing it totally wrong in 2 Samuel 11. And I just thought, what a, what a change. He didn't change for the better. He changed for the worse. But praise God, God in his mercy sent his prophet Nathan, I believe, and said, wait a minute, David, you've done something wrong. 
and he gave the analogy of the poor man with his sheep. And so uh, all that just fit together with let the change be. And then David repented in the famous Psalm 51, restore to me the joy of my salvation. Create in me a clean heart. Wow. Do you want a new heart? Well, we're working on it. I'm working on it. And I know that if I mess up, I've got an advocate, Jesus Christ, 1 John, in his epistle. Amen. Amen. Let the change. Let the change be. I love that word. Whenever it says let, it means it lets, reminds us that God wants to do everything, but we have to let him. You know, we have to yield to the Lord. So I love that part. Let the change be. All the change that we're talking about, if we don't let God do what he's doing, it won't happen, okay? So we just thank God. I want to call Donita up. We're going to get prayer for her. Thank you, Jesus. And then all the ladies. Thank you, God. All the ladies that are going, can you please stand? Thank you, Jesus. We want prayer for just all the things that they got to do to get ready to be ready for traveling mercies, for open hearts. Ready. Yeah, we truly want to pray for this event this week as the ladies are going up to the women's empowerment and that God will meet you there. And as you say, Lord, that you receive, you bring it back and pour it upon the rest. So we just reach our hands toward these ladies right now. Even those that are not here that will be joining in. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you right now, God, for what it is that you have in store for your, our sisters, God, our wives. And Lord, that you would just be with them, Lord. You would strengthen them. Lord, let the word and the things that come forth as they're there, God, Go into the heart, Lord, and strengthen the soul of each and every woman, God. Lord, you lead and guide those that teach and instruct. Lord, you word their mouths, God. Move them out the way that you can have your way, Lord, and what is said and done. Lord, we, we cancel any distractions from the adversary. Lord, we pray traveling mercies as they go to and fro, even as they walk the gardens and the trails, Lord, that you would be with them, you would meet them there. Lord, let your spirit be with each and every one of them. We thank you in advance, Lord, for what it is that you're doing already. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We're getting ready to get into the word here. Just want to pray. And for the message, amen, and for the hearts to receive. So, Father, we thank you once again, God, for your presence in this place and in our lives most of all. Lord, and we ask you right now in your precious name, Lord, to, to speak to us, God. Lord, to move every distraction out of the way right now, Lord, that we may be able to hear what your spirit is saying to the church, God, that we would take your word Lord, and apply it to our living. 
Lord, so as it was been said already, the Lord, that we can we can put it to practice. Lord, to the changing of our lives, the changing of those around us. So we thank you right now, Lord. Move me out of the way. Lord, and you just direct what you would have me to say in this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Amen. Thank you. Okay, you guys. I need to use up. Is the mic on? Is it on? I think you turned it off. Okay. This, hello, Larry Berry. I just want everybody to, Larry had surgery, and so he's at home, and he's, he's recuperating, and I just want him to know the body of Christ. We are thinking about him. We are praying for him, and we miss him. You know, sometimes we don't don't see our Larry does a lot of the things that y'all do not see, okay? All right. And so we thank God for Larry, making sure that we have our programs, making sure during the week things are going on. And Larry, you matter, and we love you, and we miss you. I just wanted to make sure you know we're praying for total recovery. Thank you. Amen. We serve a good God. We go ahead and release the children. Amen. So they can go to their classes. Amen. And we're going to look into this word. Amen. God is such a good God. He allows us to go to and fro. Amen. But this morning, amen, we're going to deal with a topic that is often near and dear to all of us. Not often. It is near and dear to all of us. Amen. And I go so far to say that Mm, to many of us, it can get emotional. <laughs> Amen? Some of y'all already know what I'm talking about. Amen. He said, nope. You know, but when we think about it, you know, over the last few weeks, you know, we, we've dealt with, you know, having the kingdom, the freedom of a kingdom perspective. Amen? Uh-huh. Seeing things from God's point of view, seeing things in a biblical sense. Amen? And not just from the the carnal or the worldly, you know, that's so easy. It comes so easy to all of us because this is where we live. But to take a step back and look at things from a spiritual perspective and what, what God's word has to say about our living even now. Because it's still very, very, his word is <laughs> the most relevant. You know, even as Pastor Linda was, was talking, amen, and, and talking about believing, you know, we, we believe you know, and the Lord just dropped in my spirit that we need to believe the truth. Because people believe all kinds of stuff. But it, all of it ain't truth. Amen. So we need to get to the place where we believe truth over the lies of the enemy, over, you know, what social media, you know, or the government or, you know, politics has to say. What is the truth? That's what we need to believe. Because that's going to help us out, you know. So as we... Talking about this kingdom perspective, there's yet another area I want to, I just felt led to go into, amen, that we, that only the people of the Lord can experience this, the level of this freedom, amen, but it has to be through a biblical understanding, a biblical mindset, and, and also practice, and we can experience this. So today, we're going to be talking to you. Amen. And sharing some of the benefits that from what I titled the message today, the freedom of giving. 
the freedom of giving. Right. Amen. Amen. We got any givers in the house? Amen. Amen. We got any receivers in the house? Right. You know, we, we, we can easily be a people, you know, consumers, right? But we got to learn, amen, because this too, you know, requires a kingdom perspective. And, and, you know, because when, when people start talking about your finances and the area of finances and, and, and money, you know, we can get tight real quick. Amen. Isn't that right? Uh-huh. So, I mean, some people don't even like talking about money in church. Amen. I mean, that's too private. That's too personal. Don't, 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 be, don't be trying to get in my wallet. But see, it's more to it than what we sometimes believe. And, you know, I already know I'm not going to be able to finish this up today. I knew that coming in. But when we begin to think about how does God want us to handle one of the things that's so precious to us. And I say that intentionally because we, we, we get attached. Can anybody get with me this morning? Sometimes we get attached to our resources. But remember, money is just a resource to get what you need to live. Amen. A lot of times we go beyond just what we need. Right? Because we got a lot of what? See, y'all already know. Y'all already know. We got a, I think we, we, we go after more wants, you know, so than, than needs. I say that because, I, yeah, I remember years ago I had one. One young lady in the church, she was a single mom, nothing against single moms. I love single moms. But she was having some financial struggles and difficulties, and she called me and asked me, which one should I do? Should I, should I pay my cell phone bill or should I pay my electric bill? Priorities. We can, we can get our priorities so far off that we miss the, the, the reality of the necessities of life. God said he would supply all our what? Needs. You mean he didn't say wants? All, our all right. According to what? His riches and glory. Right. Amen. So we, we realize that even this is a part of being the change. You know, having a changed perspective. Amen. In other words, moving from the, the norms of the world or the, 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 the way society operates when it comes to f- money and understand, okay, God, how you want me to handle it? What do you want me to do with it? Because, you know, it's, it's just funny, amen, because regardless of who we are, amen, no matter regardless of all the differences that we have in our lives, amen, it doesn't matter where you come from, how old you are, your race, Amen. One thing is true. We all need finances to survive and to operate in this world. Right? You know, you you see this whole thing about operating and living because without money, amen, (laughs) we're going to struggle. I don't care what nation you're in, you know, where you are. It it, it can be a challenge, amen, to be able to live and even comfortably if you're constantly struggling. Amen. So, so this, this, this thing about money is, is, is very important. You know, so I, I look at it and I say money has a way of, of dividing us. You know, because you look at it, you have the haves and the have-nots. You know, the, the, the rich and the poor. You know, those that are struggling and those that have abundance. And all these things, there's just so many. But the one thing that brings us all together, amen, is 
the fact that we need finances in order to operate. You know, I look at look what Solomon said in Ecclesiastes in, in about money, Ecclesiastes 10 and 19. He says, a feast is made for laughter, and wine maketh merry, but money answereth all things. Say, what did it say? Money does what? Answereth all things. Let's look at now. How, I like how the, the Message Bible says it. It'll help us to, you know, quickly understand what he's talking about here. The Message says it like this. Laughter and bread go together. And wine gives sparkle to life. But it's money that makes the world go round. It's money. Because without the money, you're going to have a hard time getting the bread, amen, or the wine, or anything else. You know, so we, we look at that and say, okay. Yes, he did. That's what the scripture said. <laughs> but money is one thing that... You know, no matter where you are in, in the world, we all, except maybe a few, most people are seeking how to gain more wealth. Amen. Or even to gain money to survive. That's, that's the number one, you know, Monday morning, what, what happens around the world? Everybody get up and do what? Are they going, are they going to work because they're bored? Ain't got nothing to do. You know, no, we go to work because, you know, an honest day's work can do what? Amen. It's a return, and we're looking for that return come payday so that we can live and operate and have the things and seek those things that we need and we desire, amen, and to pay them bills. Amen. Anybody get tired of paying bills? How about, can we just fire Bill? <laughs> no, he's always knocking on the door, amen. He's always sending us messages in our mailbox because he wants he wants money, amen. So, so money is the is is like I said, money makes the world go around. It, it it helps things to keep moving. You know, we we look at this thing, amen. And like I said, no matter what you call it, you know, pesos or you know, denarii or cash, I don't know, whatever you call it, it's still all the same thing. Amen. And it's that, that monetary instrument through which most, most of all commerce is exchanged through money. Amen. And again, we, we think about where we are in today's world. They're, they're telling us now that, that cryptocurrency. Anybody in here into crypto? I know y'all in the house. Amen. But they're telling us that crypto is going to replace the, the paper and coins. Amen. It's going to replace money. The time is coming, amen. And, and a lot of people don't know, amen, that most of the large banks are already set up and already exchanging crypto. Not just here in the U.S. Even our government has a cryptocurrency. They're working on legislation and all those things. A lot of stuff happening in the background. But I'll say this, crypto is not going to replace money. It's going to become Instead of the paper money and coins, it's going to become electronic currency. A currency that's easily controlled, easily tracked, and can be manipulated any way they want to. 
You know, and, and what am I, why am I saying this? Because we got to change our mindset about finance. You know, because when we think about all these steps that's taking place, man, this whole thing, we're moving towards a one-world currency, and which is setting the stage for one-world government. All these things are happening behind the scenes while we're catching the sails. Right? Because, you know, a lot of things that we don't see happening, and I'm not, I'm not here to talk about all that, but, you know, that's a topic for another day, you know, when we talk about the one world government and all that. But today, you know, money has a way, amen, of getting our attention. You know, you know what you expect on payday, and when you look at it, it better be right, right? Are you going to be going to talk to, you know, personnel or dispersing? Are you going to be talk, calling up the boss? Are you going to be checking and double-checking? Because, wait a minute, I didn't get what I deserved. I mean, they can get our attention real quick. And then you don't let us get a, a, a check that's more than we expect. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Play money. You know, we got a little, see, see so it, it affects us. It can be positive or negative, but it's in our lives, and we can't avoid it. We can't get around it, amen. So we, we have to deal with it. You know, like I said, a lot of times people don't like to talk about money in church, but you know what? The Bible talks a whole lot about money. In fact, when you, when you really look into the Scriptures, Jesus talked more about money than he did going to heaven. I wonder why, why, why that is. You know, we, we look at, you know, all these things. But see, he knows those things that grab our heart. Right? You know, in one place, and I'm not just not in my, my lineup tonight. I mean, tonight, this, this evening. But this morning, this afternoon, today. Y'all got me. You know, but it's, you know, but he said, you know, we can't serve two masters. Right? We can't serve two masters, you know. We can't serve God and mammon, which is money. Amen. Because we'll love one and hate the other. You know, but then on the other hand, the Lord tells us, you know, if we would seek him first, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things shall be added to you. So, Pastor David, what are you talking about? This freedom of giving. I, I picked this image, the images on purpose today. Amen. Because more than we realize, there's a chain. We are bound to our finances. Amen. I said, let me say it again. More than we realize, it affects our lives. Amen. And if we would understand how to break free from that, because God said He would supply all our needs. Amen. Amen. He He lets us know, Amen, that you know He owns the cattle on the hills and the hills are his too you know so whatever we need you know we can put our hope and our trust in him and we don't have to be worrying and struggling and 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 dealing with greed and all these things because you know what once i realize amen that god is my source not the bank because the banks can fold Amen. Even, you know, I don't want to go into that too much, but even in dealing with crypto, amen, it's set up now. You you can exchange money around the world without even going through a bank. Bank's about to go away. How many of y'all got your money in the bank? 
Me too. And I was thinking about it last night as I was meditating on this. I was sitting there and I like, why do we give all our money to the bank? You know, they, they, they've given us all these reasons. But I, I remember as a young man, when I first, you know, put money in the bank, they used to give you some interest on your money. Isn't that right? But now you might get 0.002% of it, but they still take your money that they convince you to let them hold, give you pretty much nothing for it. But they take your money and they lend it out and they get anywhere from 11 to even up to 29.9% interest on your money. And you don't get none of that. Bankers are pretty shrewd. They're pretty, you know, but when we stop and think about this exchange, I mean, but, you know, it, but it's a convenience. At first it was a convenience, but now we, it has become what? A necessity because of the way we've learned to function. Most people, even myself, seldom carry cash anymore. Amen. Right? I mean, I don't, my wife will tell you, I got my cards, you know, debit cards. I got my, you know, you got your little phone. You can just swipe the little machine. You know, it's so, so convenient and easy. And, you know, I, I still don't carry cash. You know, why all my cash is where? In the bank. A lot of people learn from that in the Great Depression, right? But we fell right back into the system. And the system now has control over us because a lot of places we go, a lot of things we do, cash is no longer accepted. You ever try to rent a car with cash these days? Ain't going to happen. Try to buy something online with cash. In this touchless generation that we're operating, and I, I, you know, I, I'm just laying out to get us to start thinking uh, about the control that we've already given away for our hard-earned money, and it still separates us. It still causes us, man, to look at this one or that one. And there's so many places I could go. You know, but I, I think about, you know, we may look at people, you know, in their classes, the class system, you know, because of where they are, rich or poor or middle class. But I, I like how it says in Proverbs 22 and 2. It says rich and poor have this in common. And that means everyone in between. The Lord is the maker of them all. What's that telling us? No matter what you got, no matter who you are, no matter, you can be Elon Musk, the richest man on the planet. Or you can be on Skid Row with nothing. And God still sees you the same. Money is not what makes us in the eyes of God. Because he's looking beyond 
the external trappings of this world. And the word trappings is very intentional because we can be trapped by those things of the world. But he looks beyond those trappings that we think, you know, give us status and show our success in all these things. And, and he's looking at the heart because he's the discerner and, you know, of the thoughts and intents of our hearts. He knows where our heart is. But see, we want to know where you work, how much you make, you know, what can you offer, what do you bring into my life? You know, we, we, we live on the surface and God is looking at things totally different. You know, and, and, and things here for the people of God need to begin to change because the world is changing and we are, you know, I've been looking at so many statistics lately about the church post-COVID, pre-COVID, amen, and, and the decline of, of, of attendance over, oh goodness, over the years. I mean, you know, we, we had more decline over these last two years than there was over the previous 10 years people going to church and 25 percent of christians and that's a conservative figure from the things i looked at 25 percent of christians never returned to church after the church opened back up that's 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 alarming what happened they got out of the out of the practice it helped break the cycle it helped you know let them know you could do something else on sunday or saturday or wednesday whatever it is you, you can do it it's alarming to see what's going on but let me get back to this thing about money because we need to become more and more aware of what's happening in the world around us lest it happen to us you know, unawares. And this is one of the places that I really look at is, you know, we can be bound up. We'll, we'll, we'll chase the dollar more and harder and more faithfully than we'll chase God. Amen. Can I say that again? Right. We'll put more intentional effort and purposeful desire into how to make more money than it is to how to get to be closer to God. That should bother us. Amen. Amen? But I know it doesn't bother everybody. But just think about money. But let's, let's look at, I want to see how we are thinking. You know, we're just looking at in the second book of Corinthians, in the eighth chapter, we're going to start looking there. But this, just a little background, you know, Paul would travel from church to church in the regions, but he always went back to Antioch. It was kind of like his base. Then he traveled again. He would plant churches, or he'd go visit the churches amen, that had been planted. And some of the churches that were struggling, he would take up collections and offerings, amen, and to take them to help them, you know, support, to be supported, amen. Sometimes the support was for him and those that traveled with him. You know, so in this passage, this is what he's, he's referring to, th this type of giving, but in the second chapter, starting at verse number one, in, in no, second Corinthians chapter eight, I said second chapter, it says, moreover, brethren, do you to wit or do you know the grace of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia? He's, he's talking to the Corinthian church. 
He said, you know about the grace, how God blessed the church of Macedonia, the, through the church of Macedonia? But look what he said. How that in great trial of affliction and abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. Oh, that's, what's, what's all that mean? He said, even though the church of Macedonia was struggling, you know, they were, they were having a hard times themselves. But I, I like his, his word choice here. That's why I went ahead with the King James anyway. He says, great trial and afflictions, the abundance of their joy. See, even though they were going through their joy, amen, that they found in being able to give. You know, and, you know, I, I look at this, in, in, in spite of their deep poverty, it abounded to their riches of their liberality, their freedom, their free to give, free to be a blessing, free. No, I, I might not have much. You know, I, I, you know one of the things I, is I was reading this passage, I, I thought about an experience I had, you know, when I was active duty and we were still pulling into Subic Bay, Philippines. You know, we would go, you know, we would have services on the church and we'd take up the offering and we'd collect the money and the offering and stuff, you know, but we couldn't keep it for ourselves. So what we would do is we would go, when we get into different ports, we would bless the church there with the money. And that's, that's a big windfall when, you know, their, their dollar is almost nothing compared to the American dollar. You know, but we went to church and it was Pastor Amato. I'll never forget his name. I mean, we went to this little humble home they had where they would have church. Amen. And out of the, 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 the least, the little bit that they had, they, they did their best to prepare us a meal. And joyful, smiling, happy. And, you know, we received it. With, you know, you could just see the, the love and the joy of them being able to give. They didn't know we, we had come on that trip to bless them because we had quite a bit of money that, you know, but just to see their, their attitude, their, it reminded me of that when I read this scripture. Out of their deep poverty, their joy to give to these American sailors who came to their church, it, it was just, it was, it was just really a blessing to experience that. And then, you know, I think about how he's talking here, and then when we blessed them at the end, it was just blown away, like mind blown, you know. But I'm thinking about that. You know, because why? Out of their desire to give out of their lack, God already had a blessing for them. Amen. That would be whew, probably more than one or two or three years wages, you know. But he already had a source to bless them more than they could imagine. You know, we returned them many times. You know, but I, I look, at the, look at the third verse. It says, for to their power... I bear record, yea, and beyond their power, they were willing of themselves. What did he say? Beyond their power. More than, more, they did more than they were even really able to do. They, they reached deeper than they, they would normally reach to be a blessing. I mean, to give. You know, they, but, it's, but I like what he says, beyond their power, they were willing. That's the key. It wasn't by constraint or out of fear or demand. Their willingness. That's, 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 that's the freedom of giving that I'm talking about. Free to give. And it, it might be your last, but free to give and joy. I mean, oh, goodness. But, but let, me, let, me, let me continue on because my time is already short. Amen. He said, praying us 
with much entreaty, I mean, pressing upon us what he's saying, that we would receive the gift. Take it. Please take it. Don't reject it. You, I know you know we hurt, but please let, let us be a part. Let us do my, let me do my, you know, I, I look at this. It just, it just blesses me. He said that we would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. In other words, we want to be a blessing to the yeah. saints that are in need. Listen to this. They in need themselves. But their, their strong desire to be a blessing to somebody else, even though they may not know where they're going to get their next nickel from. I'm looking at them like, wow. Do we give like that? I ain't, I ain't calling no names. Amen. But I, I'm looking at this, man. It's like, wow. They want to be a part. They want to be a part, amen, to keep the church going. They want to be a part, amen, of blessing somebody else. He said, and this they did, not as we hoped, but first gave their own selves. Now look what he, listen to this. We're going to go back over some of this a little bit more. Gave themselves to the Lord and unto us by the will of God. In so much that we desire Titus, that as he had begun, so he would also finish in you the same grace also. Oh, wow. He wants to finish in you. In other words, he wants to, you know, Titus is, is, is showing them. And Titus is reporting, but Titus is teaching, you know. But he, he said that he would finish, also finish the same grace. What grace is he talking about? The grace of giving. <laughs> it's the grace of giving. The grace of being able to look beyond yourself into the need of others. To look beyond yourself. Amen. And, and realize your resources, no matter how meager they might be or expansive as they might be, can be a resource and a blessing to others as, as we get to that place. So therefore, as ye abound in everything, I look what he's saying. As ye abound in everything, in faith, the utterance, and utterance, and knowledge, and in all diligence, and in your love to us, see that ye abound in this grace also. He you said, you're doing all this other stuff. You know, you, 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 you got faith. Amen. You can speak words of encouragement. Amen. You got knowledge and you, you're diligent to be here and to go there and to do this. Amen. But you, you, you're operating there. But he said, what? He said, be diligent, diligent and all those things. But he's letting them know that you need to abound in this grace also. In other words, don't let it stop when it comes to your money. Your resources. Amen? Amen. Because why? <laughs> you know, there's so many places in, in the word that helps us to understand. But he don't want us to stop there. He wants us to be able to release yeah. and to let go. Yeah. And, and when we do, we set the stage for God to release and let yeah. go in areas in our lives. Yeah. Amen. But when we hold on, amen, when we, when we don't let go, it's not going to work like it should work. Amen. It's not going to be what God wants it to be. But as we strive, he said, in this grace also, look at verse number eight. 
I speak not by commandment. In other words, I'm not commanding you to do this. Amen. But by occasion of forwardness of others. And to prove the sincerity of your love. Uh Uh-oh. See, it's got to come from there. That's what he's saying. It's got to come from the heart. And, you know, so so he's, he's helping us to understand that. For ye know the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that through his poverty <laughs> might be rich. In other words, through his giving of his sacrifice, his love. What the scriptures say? For God so what? That he did what? He didn't just speak the word to Abel. Right? He could have done that. God could have came with a whole other plan that didn't require the sacrifice of his son. Right? But that's not what he chose to do. He said he gave his only begotten son. And, and, and he's saying through that demonstration of giving, we serve a giving God. He's constantly giving us, he gives us grace, mercy, peace, love. I mean, he gives us, he, he's constantly giving to us. But when it comes to us giving and releasing that, that emotional, tangible thing, it can be hard. Amen. So I want to touch on just real quick, because like I said, four points from this passage that I I don't want us to miss. Because we're looking at it, amen. But the first one is grace is, I mean, giving is sacrificial. Right? Again, I think about, you know, Abraham, when he took his son up on the mountain, God asked him for a sacrifice. Sacrifice your son. I already, you know, because God knew that the plan of sacrificing his own son. And this is just kind of like a, 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 a um, shadow of things to come, you know. But a sacrifice, giving is a sacrifice. Because in that third and fourth verse, you know, as it, as it said, therefore, to their power, I bear record, yea, beyond their power. They were willing of themselves. It takes a willingness that we kind of touched on already. It takes that, that willingness to let it go, that willingness to be a blessing. The Bible teaches us, amen, that they that are what? Willing and obedient. Because there's instruction on how we should give, you know, and we won't get into that today. But he said, but those that are willing and obedient shall eat the good of the land. In other words, you're going to be blessed. Amen. So we, we look at that. The second one I want to touch on, giving is personal. Do you all agree with that? Amen. It's personal because it's, it's coming out of your, your, your resources. Right? Your money. What you earn. Amen. It belongs to who? Some of y'all already know. You've been under somebody's teaching. Amen. But we giving is personal. Look what it says in in verse number five. And this they did not as we hoped, but first gave themselves. What he said, gave their own selves to the Lord. Wow. 
Now, when we, when we come to God and we come to salvation, what do we say? I gave my life to the Lord, right? Or is it more correctly stated, I gave my Sunday mornings to the Lord? And on an occasional Wednesday night, if my church has Bible study on Wednesday night. He leased that part. Maybe it's just a lease. But see, when we say, I gave my life, then he said they gave their own selves to God. In other words, they didn't hold back nothing. And when they made that step, it says, and unto us by the will of God. Now, what is he saying? They've given themselves over to God for his work and his will themselves. So therefore, if I've given myself, my stuff goes with it. Right? But many times people get saved, but their wallet don't. Amen. You know, their purse is still, you know, need to be baptized. But, but I, I, I'm, I'm saying that kind of funny, but in, in a lot of senses, it's true. You know, because when we think about our willingness to give, sometimes people just let that go right on by. You can talk and you can preach and you can teach till you blow in the face, but I'm only going to do so much, if that, when I feel like it. Right? But then we look at this giving of themselves. When you give yourself to the Lord, that means he has the right to do whatever he desires. He has the right, amen, to, to instruct you in whatever way, you know, he chooses. Even before you give yourself to the Lord, he has that right. But I'm saying when, when, we, when we decide to cooperate with him and say, Lord, I, I give my life to you, that, that it should be easy. He shouldn't be struggling with at all with your obedience in any area of your life, any area. Of your, not just this one, but any area of your life. So, so we got to get to that place to think how much of myself have I really given to him? It's because if I'm struggling in this area or maybe other areas of my life, my desires, my wants, my needs, what other areas am I struggling with that I'm still holding back from God instead of giving him completely? The third item, amen, that I want to look at in this passage is giving is an act of grace. Wow. An act of grace. You know, he, 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 comes alongside us and he graces us to be able to do it. Amen? It's an act of grace. It's an act of, you know what? God has helped me. God has empowered me. You know, I, I think about, you know, there's so much in the scriptures, but I, I think about how that, you know, he talked, he talked, calls his people kings and priests. You know, and, and there's a, there's a um, passage that, you know, we won't get to today that talks about there, there's giving and then there's the gift of giving it's like one of the one of the gifts of helps one of the spiritual gifts that it's a gift of giving some people are gifted to be able to give you know and i you know remember we we know folks amen that that are very liberal in their giving but and, and it's interesting because i see people who hold back and they struggle Amen. And they just get hit a plateau and they don't never go no higher. 
But then I see the, those that are liberal in their giving, they got a, the, you can see the grace of giving up on them, blessed, blessed, continually blessed. The flow just continues in their life because why? God said, I found somebody that I can funnel my, my resources through. I found somebody, man, that won't become like the Dead Sea with no outlet. It all comes in, but nothing goes out except what evaporates. That's what happens. That's why the Dead Sea is so, so full of minerals, amen. And that's why it's so salty because there's no outlet to the Dead Sea. The water that comes in, the only way it leaves is through evaporation. And then the storms come in, you know, but all those minerals, all the stuff stays there in that pool of water. Amen. And see, nothing, very, not very much can live there because it is so acidic. What am I saying? When we live a life like that, too many blessings can't live there. You can, you can get what you can get on your own power. But if you would just release, let God flow. I can, many of y'all know what I like to say, man. You can't run water through the hose without the hose what? The hose going to get wet. So you just let God make you his hose so you can get just soaked, and saturated, but the flow will continue. And the last one I want to look at, amen, you know, because we, we talked about that grace. He said he wants us to abound in that grace also. In other words, what's the word abound mean? To grow, to flourish more. So in that little phrase it's saying, when you really operate in the grace of giving, there's going to be an abundance coming your way. And it may not be financially. See, everything is not an equal exchange from our perspective. But you might need a healing. You might have a child that needs a healing. You may, you know, you never know what God's going to do. You know, what what he's going to do in return. Amen. You just got to know that he will. Because he said he would. He said, give and what? It shall be given. And I, I didn't put that one in here. I'll deal with it a little more next week. But or when I speak again. But when we think about it, he said, give and it shall be given. What? Pressed down. Shaken together. And running over, sell what? Yeah. Let's say that again. Sell what? Yeah. Sell men. Yeah. Give unto you. So what does he say? If you just release it, I'm going to have somebody. somebody. <laughs> I'm going to use Because it's not money not going to fall from heaven. But when he says sell men, in other words, he's going he's to send a blessing. To you. And again, it might not be financial. He may send someone with you with a word that sets you free. Breaks a yoke in your life. See, we, we can't put a limit on God. But he said, I'll use, I'll use men to bless you. To move in your life. But it all comes through knowing how to release. Knowing how to give. You know, to operate in that freedom because we don't want to be bound by fear, amen, and, and greed or, or, or worry about finances, and, you know, and all these things. Because I, I think most of us probably know the stress of not having enough. Or maybe it's just me in times past. But when God is able, God is able. 
to meet our needs. But it, it, it takes us trusting him and believing him, amen, so that we can see him operate. And the fourth one, giving does matter. It makes a difference. Amen. And that's in verse number seven. He said, therefore, as ye abound in everything, in faith, in utterance, in knowledge, and in all diligence, and your love to us, again, see that you abound all the more in this grace also to, to do it. But he's, he's concerned about what type of giver that we are. I mean, we, all, we all have to look at ourselves and see, what kind of giver am I? Hmm? If you like to receive, raise your hand. Huh? <laughs> but, on the other hand, if, if you like to give, raise your hand. Get it up high. God is watching on me. <laughs> Mess with y'all. Amen. But look at this, what he says in 2 Corinthians. We drop down to the next chapter. That's what he talks about this a lot. In the ninth chapter, verses 6 through 9, then I'm going to have to wrap it up. He said, but this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also. Say it again. Sparingly. And he which sows bountifully shall reap also bountiful. So what kind of harvest do you want? I mean, if God gave you 10 acres of land and he said, here's the seed, go and plant so you have a good harvest and you take this one little handful you know, and just just do a hundred by hundred plot. How much harvest do you think you're going to get? Not a lot. He's giving you acres and you're, you're worried about it because you, I might need this seed later. Seed rot, rot in the barn because you're scared to, to, to plant it. But if you take them 10 acres and you plant the whole acreage and you trust God for the increase, what's going to happen? I can only imagine, amen, what he's doing when we trust. But see, because he said, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he purposed in his heart. Uh-oh. So let him give. Now, he's still talking about that giving to support the church, that giving to be a blessing to others. He, he, he said, as he purposed in his heart. Amen. So it's a heart check. It's a heart thing. So let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity. Like, I got to do this. No. For God loveth a cheerful giver. Amen. So I like to think when, when we give with a cheerful heart, when we give lovingly, when we give glad to do it, we put a smile on God's face. Thank you, God. Amen. And, and like most fathers, when he smiled on his children, he's probably thinking about how he can bless them. Right? 
But, but we look at this and he says, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. In other words, if we do it like he said, he's going to shine on us, amen, and there will be no lack because we'll have all sufficiency. What he said, I'm going to read that again. Amen. God is able. Say that with me. God is able. Because sometimes that's our stumbling block is we don't know if God's going to do it. But the scriptures tell he's able to do it. The key is your cheerfulness to do it. Your willingness and your cheerfulness. He said he's able to make all grace abound toward you. And when I read that again, let me, let me put it in there again. I'm not just thinking money. I may need grace to get through the day because my wife's getting on my nerves. She's shaking her head over here. <laughs> but see, I know I get on her nerves sometimes. So I, I better be a giver so he can make some grace come into the house. Right? No, see. But we got to understand, we don't, you don't know. That, I, I can't emphasize it enough. You don't know what it is you're releasing when you do this. As unto the Lord, willingly as unto him. Because sometimes we look, well, I don't want to give my money. I don't know what they're going to do with it. Uh, has anyone ever had that thought? Don't tell on yourself. But let me ask you this. When you go through the drive through at Wendy's, Uh, when you go to Apple.com online and, and you put your money in or you hand your card or your cash to the lady at the window or you put your information in the computer, do you worry or care about what they're going to do with that money? No, you don't. Why? Let me help us. Why don't you care? Because you see the value in what you're getting in return. I'm getting a new Apple Watch. That's worth the money. I just ordered a new iPad. That's worth the $1,000. Come on. I just got me a number two with two patties. That's worth my $12. See, uh, come on now. We see the value. Problem is, when it comes to God's work, we don't see the value coming in return because we can't put our hand on it right now. <laughs> we can't bite it right now. But you don't know what you're missing out on. Because you haven't trusted him. By releasing it to him. Because his word tells you 
And we serve a God that cannot lie. If you give, and y'all quoted it from here, I didn't even have to put it in my notes. It shall be given how? Pressed down. Shaken. Overflowing. I mean, you shake it to make sure you get all and need a little bit more in there. Huh? And once you done shook it and got all it can, now it's going to start overflowing because why? It's going to keep on coming. That's what his word tells us, but we don't see that value enough to release it. So, so we're, we're, we're sporadic instead of being diligent. Instead of choosing to abound in this grace that he's talking about on a continual basis. You know, because I, I, I've, I've experienced it, we experience it, and, and I've seen it when, in a lot of people who choose to do that. Now they have a, a constant flow coming into their lives. Amen. A constant flow of fellowship with God. A constant flow. Amen. And, and I'm talking about in, the, in this area. You open doors, amen, and it makes ways because otherwise he wouldn't put all this in his word. I'm just barely touching the tip of the iceberg. I got put enough scriptures in here that deal with finances and giving unto God to do a week-long seminar to get started. Because that's how much the scripture lets us know. Because when we release our finances, we're saying to God, I trust you. Because our faith is in our finances. We look at the bank account, it gets low, we get shaky. Uh, am I telling the truth? Because that's our hope right there, and our hope is dwindling. And I need some more hope. Let me get a second job. I need some more hope. If I put your hope in God, he'll never run out. He, he can bless your bank account. He can cancel debt. He can, he can bless you with checks in the mail. Amen. He can do all these things. Amen. He can have somebody just come and put money in your hand. Oh, yeah. He, he, he's got the power to make sure your needs are met. But we got to get to that place to trust him and not put our trust in our riches. Because what did he say? And I'm, I'm going to be done. Amen. Oh, this is probably saying you got a lot of scriptures left over here. Oh, I'm just barely getting started. Barely getting started. Barely getting started. And understanding. And, and like I said, the freedom that comes when we get this principle about this thing that, that can grip our hearts and cause fear. Amen. But we get to the place, amen, we're not operating, you know, out of fear but out of faith. Because God is the one that's going to do it. He's the one that's going to help us. To go forward, amen. He's the one that's going to bless us. Well, look at that. He blessed me now. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Lord. But you, 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 I want us to understand that it's not about, the, the reality of this thing is not about money. Because the welfare will give you money. If you qualify. The government sent you stimulus checks. Right? Money can come, but money goes too. Huh? But what I'm really talking about here is trusting God with all that we are and all that we have. 
and all that we can do. And money has to be a part of the equation. You can't do everything else and push that on the side. Not when we put so much reliance and hope in that, but we don't want to mix that in our relationship with God. No, it's all the same. And we cut ourselves off, amen, and we, we, we limit ourselves, amen, and we stay in the bondage of, of the fear that grips us when finances aren't right. We stay in the bondage, even, even those who have plenty, the, the, not the fear is who's going to take it. So they need more security systems, you know, need all this thing, because who's going to take what I got? See, it, it, it locks us up, but when you start trusting God, you, know, you, you can become a whole lot more carefree and not worry because God got you. And he, he, he's not a lie. He said he supply all your needs. And he does it if we just trust him. Man, I got to stop. But I got so much more I want to share with you to help, to help us. In this area, to, to align our that other part of our lives with our walk with God, to align it in such a way, Amen, that it, it becomes so easy because we're no longer bound by what we can't do. You know, sometimes I can't give because. Now, I just want to drop this on you real quick. Whatever your because is, and I don't know what, God is greater than your because. He said, well, Pastor David, what if I, I'm saying I can't give because I ain't got no money? I can't give what I don't have. So, so I can't give because I ain't got no money. Well, who owns the cattle on a thousand hills? Asking what? If you have a desire, like these people in Corinth had a desire out of their lack, if you really want to be a blessing, God will bless you to be a blessing. See, there's nothing he can't do if we just trust him and believe him. There's no limitation. But when we allow ourselves to be bound up by fear, what's going to happen if I give my last? Where the other come from? Who blessed you? Don't you know, in Deuteronomy, he says, I am the one who gives you the ability to what? Gain wealth. But if you read the rest of the passage, he said that he may establish his covenant. In other words, he's blessing you with the ability, the sense, the knowledge, the strength to gain wealth so that through you and your liberality, he can establish his covenant and you are part of it. That's how God operates. But he's saying, do we want to be a part of his operation? Are we free agents? <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm going to leave y'all alone. We're we going to go deeper into this because I think it's important. And don't even let me mention tithing. Oops, he said the word. <laughs> said the T word. We won't deal with that right now. Because I want us to... Begin to change our what? Kingdom perspective in the area of finance. Knowing that if we continue to let our reliance be upon 
the tangible elements of this world and not our reliance being truly upon God, we are being led into a trap. Not just naturally, but spiritually as well. Let's stand. God going to help us. Because that's what he does. He wants to bless us. He wants to strengthen us. He wants us to be free. Free to come and go. Free to operate in this world with the peace and the joy of his presence operating in us and through us. That no matter what people are struggling with, we got an answer for that. And it's all about God. That's what he wants to do. Now before I, 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 I come on, there's something else I can get ready to do. No, okay, you can ready to head back. That new job. It's just a blessed child. I just love her so much. Amen. Amanda, you want to come stand with your baby girl? On prayer, she gets ready to travel back over. Amen. Where is it, Pullman? Spokane, okay, Eastern Washington. Amen. She's a new homeowner and all that kind of stuff. Just, just growing up so fast. But let's reach our hands to our prayer. Thank you, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this child, Lord, this young woman. Hallelujah, God, the things that you're doing in her life, God. Lord, your, your blessings upon her, Lord. And we thank you for just opening doors and having them create a new position for her, Lord. Because just who she is, her character, God, is favored, has gone before her. Lord, and we thank you right now. And we pray, just pray your hand of safety and protection on her. Order her steps and direct her course, God. Let her light continue to shine in every situation, Lord, as she gives you glory and praise. We thank you. Lord, and we bless her mom, God. Yes. Hallelujah. Stands with her right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, she has done such an awesome job of raising Priya and pointing her in the right direction, God. And as she continues to speak into our life, God, you give her the wisdom, God. Let their relationship never be separated, God, but only stronger and better over and over and over, day by day. Lord, we thank you, God, for what you've done and what you're yet doing. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> Go get him, girl. Follow you. Tell me. As we were worshiping, God just began to, to speak to me and deal with me about you. He said, "He said this. No, it's rough. Let's reach our hands toward this man as he's standing, chasing God. God is more than able. But what He said to me is to let you know." Hallelujah. That he desires you to seek him with all your heart. And this is the words that dropped in my spirit like never before. And you know I quip, it just don't make no sense. Even now, but he said like never before. Trust him. So Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we stand with our brother LaFaro. God, we lift up his family before you. Lord, and we pray, God, as he seeks you, Lord, that you will be the lamp unto his feet, the light unto his path, God, that you would order his steps, Lord, that you would word his mouth. Lord, and we just pray a word of encouragement over him right now. 
in the name of Jesus. Because the Lord is saying, Lafaro, I see you. I see you. Hallelujah. And he cares for you. So we pray in the name of Jesus that as you stand, as you enter in, as you press, watch God move. Watch God have his way in your life and in your family. Lead your children. Stand strong. Hallelujah. Speak to your wife. Let your will be done. His will be done through you. And God will be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. So as we get ready to leave, y'all can be seated just for, I want um, to show a, a quick video on Bible study that we're doing right now. So I really encourage us, amen, as we come out on Wednesday nights, amen. come on into the house. Amen. God has, is, is, is moving in a mighty way. Amen. You can be seated. This video is about a couple minutes long, so I want you to just standing and standing. You know, but as as we view the video, because what are we? What is it talking about? It's it's the power of getting to know God. See, and one thing that we talked about last week, because we actually started last Wednesday, you know, is really getting to know Him beyond church. Mm 